0: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.
1: And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 radio network. Bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. Coming to you live on iHeartRadio and on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawgs. Or shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawgs at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772. 772- two four five zero seven fifty that's seven seven two two four five zero seven five oh so yes i watched the democrats disinformation convention coming out of milwaukee and cyberspace last night we're going to bring you up to date on all of that don't don't turn it off (laughs) i know that uh this Democrat convention has been a real snooze fest, but uh, they had their premier um, <laughs> propagandists, Obama and Hillary Clinton, on last night. And Kamala Harris gave her acceptance speech. And if, you've, if you're suffering from insomnia, if you're having a hard time sleeping in the evening, I, I suggest that you get uh, uh, that on tape and play it next to your bed because it'll put you to sleep Uh, very quickly, but, uh, in the second half of today's show, we're going to be joined by Lee Smith. He's got a new book out the plot against the president. And, uh, you know, he wrote the definitive book on the Russia hoax. Um, actually the, the, the first book he wrote was the plot against the president. The book he's got out now is the, uh, the continuing coup or the coup against the presidency. And uh, the first book's now being turned into a uh, full-length documentary. And the second book uh, continues that great work he did in the first, documenting the, uh, the ongoing rolling coup of the Democrats, the deep state, and the media against President Trump's America First agenda. So, night three. We've got one more night to go. This is the night tonight when Joe Biden will uh, give his speech from his basement in Delaware. Uh, night three was I guess it was better I don't know if the ratings are going to be any any better on Monday uh, the ratings had declined 25% from the first night of the Democrat National Convention in 2016 and as predicted they they fell even further on night two last night they were down 50 almost 50% from the 2016 night two so People are tuning away. They're not interested. <laughs> Actually, America's Got Talent uh, pulled a higher rating uh, than the, the Democrats' convention, despite the fact that the convention was on so many different channels, including all three uh, cable news channels and, and the other networks, and was available you know, widely online, too. In night three, uh, the Democrats continued to ignore the ongoing riots rocking cities, Democrat cities across this nation, and continued to talk about the the peaceful protests. Last night out in Portland, they were uh, trying to burn down the the police officers' union hall in that city and uh, assaulting people and continuing their riots. And uh, apparently that acute uh, that prompted Barack Obama, the sainted chosen one, to say this stupid thing. For people to cast their ballots,
2: not harder. They believe
1: there he is with that. Uh, we, we have to make it easy for people to cast ballots. Of course, we know that that means casting as many ballots as you possibly can and casting ballots by illegal aliens and casting ballots by dead people.
2: Believe that no one, including the president, is above the law.
1: Okay, there it is. That we believe nobody is above the law again. Coming from the guy who, who uh, weaponized this nation's law enforcement intelligence agencies to spy on the presidential campaign of the opposing party. This is uh, this is the level of the the big lie that we're having to buy or listen to at least in these Democrat. Uh, convention speeches
2: and that no public official including the president should use their office to enrich
1: themselves or their supporters no public official including the president should use his office to enrich himself and he's making that accusation obviously at donald trump donald trump isn't even taking his salary every time he gets a payday he turns around and and donates it to a cause inside the federal government to make this country better. He has lost literally billions of dollars for the decision to try to turn this nation around and take it back from these, uh, these deep state um, bad actors and uh, politicians that have just uh, used their office to enrich themselves at America's expense.
2: They understand that in this democracy, the commander-in-chief does not use the men and women of our military who are willing to risk everything to protect our nation as political props to deploy against peaceful protesters on our
1: own soil. There it is. So while uh, the riots were continuing to rage in the streets across the country, Barack Obama comes up there and says that this president has deployed our uh our military he has not he uh he did authorize the national guard to uh help quell the riots in minneapolis but it's largely been the department of homeland security that has been trying to defend the federal courthouse in portland to keep the rioters from burning it down but in keeping with gorbals um you know big lie theory tell a big lie tell it often and, and it will come to be accepted as the truth You got Barack Obama right there telling us, don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe the bodies that are piling up. 25 at last count killed in these violent riots. Don't believe these cities burning. Trump is attacking peaceful protesters. No one is above the law, he says. Here's another clip from the Sainted Ones uh, speech
2: hasn't grown into the job because he can't. And the consequences of that failure are severe. 170,000 Americans dead.
1: The majority, vast majority of them from blue states with governors who sent infected patients into nursing homes. You may be inclined to believe they did that on purpose to gin up the number of dead in this pandemic. At the very least, though, it is uh, epic, towering incompetence and stupidity. But the sainted one wants to blame that on the president. Millions of jobs gone. Well, those at the top. Guess what? Millions of jobs gone, he said. Even right now, after losing millions of jobs to this pandemic that was unleashed on us by the communist Chinese dictatorship, the employment in this country right now is still higher than it was when the sainted one left office up taken more than ever. Our worst impulses unleashed our proud reputation around the world badly diminished. Our worst impulses unleashed. Is he blaming the president on the leftist Democrat riots that have been going on in these cities? That's the worst impulses unleashed. It blows my mind how they continue day after day to beat this drum that Donald Trump is a racist. You'll notice when they do that, they never actually cite any examples. Because the truth of the matter is, this has been the best president in my lifetime, probably ever, advancing uh, uh, prosperity for minorities in this country. The big lie, tell the big lie Often, and people will start to believe it, especially when you've got a whole mainstream media dedicated to, to validating these lies. Hillary Clinton continued the theme of the big lie last night, engaging in her Olinsky uh, tactics.
3: Back in 2016, when Trump asked, what do you have to lose? Well, now we know. Our health care, our jobs, our loved ones our leadership in the world, and even our post
1: office. So there you have Hillary Clinton blaming the president of the United States on a virus that has ravaged the country that has come out of China, the same China that the Obama administration and her husband, Bill Clinton's administration, empowered to become a military and economic superpower on the world stage. And this president was finally rebalancing our disastrous trade deals with China and calling them to account when this virus just happened coincidentally to be unleashed right at the beginning of this presidential campaign, and now the Democrats are weaponizing that. I'm not saying that they colluded together, but it does make you wonder. Here is Hillary uh, nursing her old wounds about losing the election in 2016.
3: Four years, people have told me, I didn't realize how dangerous he was. I wish I could do it all over. Or worse, I should have voted. Look, this can't be another woulda, coulda, shoulda election. If you vote by mail, request your ballot now and send it back right away.
1: So the subtext of this argument that they keep making, that if you re-elect Donald Trump, it's going to get worse. Well, what is going to get worse? The violence in the streets with these democrat antifa and black lives matter attacking people destroying their businesses burning them out killing people is that what's going to get worse if we re-elect donald trump i mean there is an implicit not just implied but an implicit threat running through all of these speeches that say if you elect donald trump what you're seeing now is going to get worse because what we're seeing now is a direct result of the Democrat Party. She went on to tell the same lie, that Donald Trump has enriched himself through his office. (laughs) The same woman that uh, used a private email server when she was Secretary of State to hide her, her graft and extortion, where she was taking tens of millions of dollars from foreign governments for the Clinton Foundation the Clinton's private slush fund that they use to to reward their political supporters and keep their political operation going, accuses this president of using his office to enrich himself, while at the same time nominating a man in Joe Biden that we have seen used uh, carried his coke-addled, dishonorably discharged son, over to China to scoop up a $1.5 billion deal for a private equity firm that he set up shortly after leaving China and was collecting as much as $8 million from a Ukrainian oligarch in order to buy protection from from, uh, his vice president father. We're going to run out to a break. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at the big moment of the night. And that is to say the most boring moment of the night when Kamala Harris accepted the nomination. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready made meals, ice cream and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.
1: Uh, Well, last night was the the big moment that the leftists have been waiting for. They have uh, forced old Joe Biden to put Kamala Harris on the ticket as their... um, their left-wing standard-bearer to implement their their Bernie Sanders agenda. And I'll give you just a taste here. This was the reaction of the cable news talking heads when Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris.
4: I thought it was coming, and it was incredibly exciting news when it came. Just a remarkable moment.
3: She cares about women's issues. She, she cares about equality deep within her soul. And she does have a, a, you know, a kind of a charisma. You know, I don't want to use the word
0: celebrity, but in political terms, she does. People wanted to be around her. There was a charisma, a fascination, for lack uh-huh. of a better word, Anderson, a bit of celebrity, celebrity. surrounding
4: Kamala Harris. Donald Trump lives in fear of prosecutors and today donald trump got a new prosecutor on his case senator and candidate for vice president of the united states kamala harris
1: it sounded like lawrence o'donnell had a tingle shooting up his leg right there didn't it well i mean it was a pretty big buildup. up of the actual acceptance speech that kamala harris gave at last night's convention oh my god uh, it was. It managed to be boring and annoying all at the same time, with her high-pitched, nasally whine and her scolding manner. They would have done better to allow uh, AOC to to give a full-length speech and kept Kamala Harris's speech to ninety seconds. And what we saw last night was uh, the the uh, a prime illustration of why. Kamala Harris didn't even make it to the very first contest in the Democrat primaries. She started out at 12%. And the more Americans saw of Kamala Harris, Kamila Harris, the lower her, her, uh, rate, her polling went. Until just before Iowa, she had 3% and had to, to uh, drop out of the race to avoid further embarrassment. She was there to press the case that all of uh, Trump's supporters are racist and uh, and the the crisis of consciousness that you see on display in America's streets, which is their euphemism for riots, will continue if you reelect Donald Trump.
3: And while this virus touches us all, we got to be honest, it is not an equal opportunity offender. Black, Latino, and indigenous people are suffering and dying disproportionately.
1: So the virus is racist, too.
3: And this is not a coincidence. It is the effect of structural racism.
1: And it's your fault.
3: Of inequities in education and technology, health care and housing, job security, and transportation.
1: So the virus can tell if uh, somebody is not well-educated Uh, has, you know, been suffering at the hands of this uh, racism at this (sighs) president. Oh, my God. You know, on yesterday's show, I called this the Goebbels Convention, and uh, it it has been just a constant stream of lies and disinformation.
3: The injustice in reproductive and maternal health care in the excessive use of force by police and in our broader criminal justice system.
1: Now, just keep in mind what she's telling you there. She's demanding that we have institutionalized racism despite citing any actual evidence of it. And she's telling you that the virus recognizes this and is attacking people based on their race.
3: This virus, it has no eyes and yet it knows. Exactly how we see each other and how we treat each other.
1: The virus knows. The virus knows how we see each other and treat each other. The virus is racist, just like those deplorable Donald Trump supporters. Here she is pressing the case that Donald Trump is a criminal.
3: I fought against transnational criminal organizations. I took on the biggest banks and helped take down one of the biggest for profit colleges.
1: That is a lie. She gave, uh, she turned a blind eye to uh, Goldman Sachs and their uh, illegality in the 2008 mortgage fund um, economic collapse because their president made. Huge contributions to her election campaign for senator in California.
3: I know a predator when I see one.
1: So Donald Trump is a predator. The same woman that um, just before accepting the offer to run as Joe Biden's vice president, accused Joe Biden of rape, said she believed Tara Reid's accusation of rape accused him of being a racist, just like that that China virus, then turned right around and accepted this spot on the ticket and is now focusing her, her um, lies on Donald Trump. Here she is before she decided that she was going to ignore all of the evidence and run as Joe Biden's vice president.
3: I respect um, them being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it. Do you believe that
5: the vice president
3: should enter this race? Oh, he's going to have to make that decision.
1: I believe them. I believe them that Joe Biden was a sexual harasser and a rapist. And I would be glad to serve as his vice president. the media that uh, that were covering it all acknowledged pretty much uniformly that it was a snooze fest and that Kamala Harris uh, displayed the same political talents that drove her from 12% to 3% in the Democrats' primaries. She's got, so far, about the same um, road test what's the word I'm looking for the same experience that Joe Biden had during his two prior runs for president of the United States started strong was exposed quickly as a hypocrite and a a liar and had to drop out she called Joe Biden a racist I mean, yeah, she did call Joe Biden a racist. That's before she accepted the spot. But now she's she's claiming that Donald Trump and the vaccine are the racists. While running as the the vice presidential candidate for a man who gave the eulogy for a grand kliegel in the Ku Klux Klan, Senator Robert Byrd, Democrat Senator Robert Byrd. All of this would be bewildering if it wasn't so dangerous to the future of this country i'm going to try to play a a quick clip here from victor davis hansen summing all of this up right now
6: Well, I think the common themes that you outline, Tucker, are one, they say these things that aren't true, whether it's Michelle Obama talking about black lives being indiscriminately, almost daily, killed on the street, or Andrew Cuomo with the worst record about the the virus and then bragging as if it was the best, because there is no media as we used to know it. NBC, ABC, the Network News, CNN, CNN. MSNBC, PBS, NPR, they fuse fused with the progressive movement in general, and the Democratic Party in particular. So when he says this, he knows nobody's going to challenge him, so that it only emboldens him. The second theme was, all of these people have one thing in common, Tucker. They're never subject to the consequences of their ideology. It's easy for Bernie Sanders to say he's for no bail, because he has three homes. They're not gonna sh- people aren't going to show up, criminals, hijack him when he walks out of his, uh, his lakeside estate. And Michelle Obama knows that there there were over 100 people killed in one month alone in our hometown in, in Chicago. They weren't- yeah, they can get away with it because the
1: media is covering for their lies. And it's having a disastrous effect on our politics because as the media ignore all of these lies, the Democrats become more and more emboldened to tell even bigger lies, the big lie. We've got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Lee Smith. Author of the new book, The Continuing Coup. Right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. Stick with us. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Shortly after taking office, President Donald Trump posted on public media that Barack Obama had wiretapped his campaign. What followed, you remember, was a months-long media freakout accusing Trump of lying and promoting conspiracy theories. Of course, in the years since, we've learned that listening to the campaign's phone calls was just the tip of the iceberg of the actual spying that took place against the Trump campaign. Obama's intelligence and law enforcement agencies also used a fictional dossier commissioned by the Clinton campaign to smear Trump sent undercover operatives to entrap his campaign associates and colluded with foreign governments in an effort to defeat Trump and wreck his presidency. All of this may have gone unnoticed had not Devin Nunes discovered the conspiracy and exposed the crimes. In his first book, The Plot Against the President, my next guest documented the breathtaking scope of those crimes, and that book is now being turned into a major documentary. In his new book, The Permanent Coup, author Lee Smith further details how the Democrats have continued using false narratives and deep state state leaks to prevent the Trump campaign and cripple its America first agenda. The Permanent Coup is now available on Amazon and you can follow Lee Smith on Twitter at Lee Smith, D.C. Lee, thanks for coming on.
7: Jim, thanks very much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be with you
1: and um, and your listeners today. Well, in your new book, you pick up where the Russia, Russia hoax left off and, yeah, uh, and yes. where the cover up and the continuing, uh, false narrative attacks on this president begin. And it's kind of, uh, breathtaking to watch that they have now nominated Joe Biden, who was a conspirator in this, uh, effort to, to go up against Trump in the, uh, the presidential election, um, where do you see uh, the ongoing effort by Bill Barr to uncover this uh, this attempted coup, and uh, yeah. what chance it might have to expose uh, the depth of the wrongdoing prior to November third?
7: Yeah, I I, I think uh, uh, well I I know for sure that the uh, Attorney General is very intent on on getting to the bottom of what happened. With this uh, you know with this operation targeting first the Trump campaign and the transition team and then the presidency and that's why he's uh, got a number of prosecutors uh, US attorneys looking at this I mean the the one that that most people know is John Durham he's looking at the origins of the um, phony investigation of the Trump team's ties to Russia but there are, are two others as well there's uh, there's mr. Jensen from uh, from from Missouri. And there's also, um, Mr. Bash from Texas. So it's, 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 it's a very serious, very serious series of investigations right now as, as you and your listeners know that Kevin Kleinsmith yesterday, uh, uh, day, uh, Wednesday, he pled, pled guilty to making, uh, false statements. Um, and, I'll, uh, I think it's fair to assume that his, Plea agreement is premised on the is premised on his cooperation with with Mr. Durham to find out who else uh, was involved and what was the nature of this investigation. I mean, they've been working now. The Durham investigation has been at it since I believe May 2019. That's when he was appointed to look into this. And while they have had apparently some delays because of the coronavirus. I think they must have a lot of work and a lot of information right now at hand. So I'm um, I'm optimistic. And again, the attorney general, he said when when he um, uh, prefaced the Smith plea agreement last week on, on, on television, he told Sean Hannity, he said, well, look, it's not earth shattering. But uh, it's an indication that the investigation is moving in the right direction. Well, my concern is
1: that uh, Durham has impaneled this grand jury in the Washington uh, uh, district. And if he pursues these prosecutions in that district, he's uh, going to be, um, you know, uh, presented with a jury very similar to the one that they went after Roger Stone with. It is, uh, you know, almost entirely uh, drawn from the uh, Washington bureaucracy and deep state. And uh, that he, he really is not going to be able to get much traction there.
7: Well, this is certainly a serious concern. I don't know if he's I don't know right now if they're also thinking about uh, being able to bring charges in other places. For instance, I know that people have spoken about the possibility of bringing charges in the Eastern District of Virginia, uh, which which would present. Uh, a, a little fairer jury pool. But yeah, you're certainly right. Well, you know, you notice if that whenever they have.
1: go after Trump's associates, they always take it up into the the Clinton shop of the Southern District of New York. And it seems right. like they can reach entirely across the country and drag people uh, into the Southern District of New York. I don't understand why the Department of Justice uh, doesn't do that in the the cases prosecuting uh, this uh, this Russia hoax as well.
7: Right. I mean, I think we'll have to see. As it develops, I, I, again, I know that I, I, I myself am uh, frustrated. There hasn't been more action on this, and the way that I look at it is, I, I, I believe that people will be brought to justice. Despite that fact, we also have to we also have we also have to look at the um, the series of operations targeting President Trump. I mean, look, while we've been waiting for charges to be brought. Uh, against the FBI and other figures involved in this, you know, in the, in the phony Crossfire Hurricane investigation, they impeached the president, you know, on, 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 on bogus charges. So their operation, the operation joining the press and government bureaucrats and Democratic uh, Party leaders, this marches on, this continues to go on, and this is part of what we're seeing with this, uh, with this mailbox conspiracy nonsense and this is uh, as silly and as stupendously dumb as it is, the idea that Trump is somehow um, stealing and hiding mailboxes, it's laying the ground for, uh, for conflict after the election in the event that uh, President Trump is reelected. So all of these things are a big concern. And again, while I think that with the Russiagate conspiracy theory, there will be charges brought, there will be justice. We have to look around and say they continue to do it. We are, uh, or justice is, at least two steps behind.
1: That's a concern. Well, the Democrats have perfected their model of the Olensky tactic of ch- accusing your opponent of whatever you're doing yourself. And uh, that's, that's illustrated in the, the mailbox hoax. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are attempting to deploy yeah. uh, these mail-in ballots that they're going to airdrop all over the blue states to uh, to create confusion and uh, reasons to challenge the outcome of this election, tell us about uh, your new book, The Permanent Coup, uh, yeah. where, where it picks up, and mm-hmm. uh, and what you were trying to achieve.
7: Well, what I was trying to do is, I mean, I, I'm part of the uh, part of the meaning of the permanent coup is to describe the different operations. So I talk about impeachment, uh, how the how the impeachment came out of uh, Joe Biden's corrupt involvement in ukraine basically as you were just saying it's an issue of transference what joe biden was doing the democrats turned around and hung that on uh, donald trump um i talk about how the coronavirus was weaponized to target the president i talk about the the, the, the book concludes in a chapter called obama's coup which talks about how the uh, you know which talks about the riots the raising and looting of American cities, which are you referring to the peaceful
1: uh, protests that are going on right now as the Democrats in (laughs) Milwaukee and in cyberspace are insisting that the president is deploying law enforcement (laughs) to attack peaceful protesters,
7: right? Right. The peaceful protesters who show up night after night with weapons and, and, uh, and helmets, right? Those are the, (laughs) those peaceful protesters precisely. So, I I mean, that that's one meaning of the permanent to the other is you just, you just suggested it's like look. There's a real uh, there's a real struggle here. We see we see the vision that the Democrats have. It includes things like spying on political opponents, jailing your enemies, bankrupting your enemies as they've done to General Michael Flynn, and destroying American cities. That's their vision for America right now. Well,
1: the against- implied threat coming out of Milwaukee is that if you don't. Uh- if you don't elect Joe Biden, that this pain is going to continue. They, they keep uh, using this term. uh, Don't think it can't get any worse if Donald Trump gets reelected.
7: That's right. That's what former first lady Michelle Obama said on Monday night. That's been the most important speech at the convention. What Michelle Obama said, don't think it can't get worse because that's, you are absolutely right. It's a threat. There's there, there is no other way to read that.
1: I want to talk about the intersection between the the continuing uh, hoax narratives that the mm-hmm. that the Democrats try to put forward and the the media the mainstream media in this country carrying their water. you know I actually think by doing that the media has done great damage to the Democrat party because uh, by forwarding uh, their continued uh, dishonest narratives, no matter how transparent or blatant they 've emboldened the Democrats to come become completely unmoored from reality. And if you're watching what's going on yeah. in, in Milwaukee and uh, cyberspace, you can see the, the fruits of that. Right. Uh,
7: I, I think we're in a very different historical moment. I, this is not like, uh, this is not like the Democrats running George McGovern in 1972 and pulling back and, and saying, well, what have we done wrong? Have we gone too far to the left? And then out comes a figure like then Arkansas governor, Bill Clinton, and he looks like he's representing uh, the, the moderate the moderate centrist part of the Democratic Party, we're not anywhere near there. This is what they, what they've been doing. it's going to be very, very difficult to pull back from. and we see that that's what the entire party is invested in. So the idea that there's somehow a moderate faction represented by Joe Biden is, is, is preposterous. So I, I, I think the party itself, has done great damage and, you know, but certainly the press, uh, the press has the press has assisted
1: this. I want to talk about the, the narrative of, uh, Trump receiving foreign interference in his election and, uh, and, uh, contrast that with the way that the media is running interference for mm-hmm. Joe Biden, who, um, you know, took his son on air force two to China yeah. Who, uh, who inked a, a billion and a half investment in a startup uh, venture capital firm, and uh, and of course was you know being paid millions of dollars by a Ukrainian oligarch. Right. Um, do you think that uh, the the alternative media that you're a part of and uh, mm-hmm. and the president's campaign is going to be able to get this message out of just how corrupt right. and hypocritical Joe Biden is? Well,
7: they've, they've been they've uh, they've put up a, a formidable defense, right? Because now what they've said is any reporting or any information about Joe Biden in Ukraine is the function of Russian disinformation, right? So anyone that says anything about Joe Biden in Ukraine is a Russian through, stooge, right? Right? Is a <laughs> Russian stooge when in fact it was mainstream publications. Most notably, the New York Times in December 2015 that pointed out Hunter Biden had been employed by a, corrupt, uh, by a corrupt Ukrainian energy company, which we know the name Burisma. So these are facts. But yes, this is what the press has moved into. And this is, this is why the press we know now, it's no longer simply biased or partisan. It's become a platform for political warfare waged by the Democrats. It's entirely different from what we saw even, uh, even 15 years ago, say. So I mean, I, I, I think certainly at least half the country understands what Joe, Biden, uh, what Joe Biden's record looks like, the amount of corruption there. But as far as piercing through the rest of the, the rest of the press, no, I, I, I think that's highly unlikely at this point.
1: You know, one of the things I'm continually frustrated by is the media's coverage of this FISA warrant uh, that they yes, they uh, used against Tar- Carter Page, and they try to right. uh, frame it as if they were just listening to Carter Page, which is anything, mm. a- and that they were doing so after he had left the campaign. Mm. They never tell you that these FISA warrants uh, are both uh, forward-looking and backward-looking. Yeah. So when they got that yeah. FISA warrant, they were able to con- uh, the, collect all of his phone calls text messages and emails going back, well, from the very beginning (laughs) that he had contact with the campaign, and they never mentioned this two-hop rule. Right. It could go back as
7: far as there are still electronic communications that haven't been deleted. The other, you're exactly right. That's an excellent point. And the other point that needs to be remembered is, right, they were able to sweep up the communications of much of the campaign, if not all of it. So the point wasn't just to listen to Carter Page's communications or see what he was up to. It was to go after the entire campaign, likely including the president. So that's what people mean when we say the president was spied on. That's what you started off our our excellent segment by talking about Trump's tweet in March 2017 um, Mm -hmm. saying that Obama had him wiretapped. They were going after the president, right? At that point, he was the president of the United States, so, right, of course, the press has obscured it. The media has obscured it because they've been the main ingredient. None of these operations, none of these conspiracy theories would be possible unless the press offered itself as a platform for these operations. So under no circumstances are they ever going to turn around and go like, oh, wow, we didn't understand. Here's what the FISA on Carter Page really meant. Here's what uh, here's. I guess Trump was right in his tweet from March 2017. That will never happen. And this is extremely dangerous because when you have two halves of the country believing different things, when you have one half that has studied and researched the facts because they know how dangerous it is, and the other half that either doesn't know or continues to lie when its elites continue to lie, that is a very, very dangerous uh, polity.
1: You know, I've always wondered why the Felix Sater's involvement in this or Hank Greenberg's uh, attempted Mm. entrapment of Roger Stone and his associates uh, haven't been a part of it. And and why there's more not more talk of, you know, they they always point to the Trump Tower meeting with the Russian lawyer as proof of collusion, ignoring entirely the fact that. Uh, Natalia Vescon, Vets- Ves- Ves- yeah. Veselnitskaya, <laughs> Veselnitskaya. Uh, was in I, I fact lot, yeah. working for Fusion GPS and brief, uh, briefed right, right. Lynn Simpson both before and after that meeting.
7: Yeah, right. She'd hired Fusion GPS to work for them. You're exactly 100% right that this is never mentioned, including in this newly released uh, complete Senate Intelligence Committee report. They make a big deal out of the Selnetskaya and her colleague Rina Akhmetshin, who they allege both have ties to uh, the Russian government and Russian intelligence sources, without ever noting that these people also worked with Glenn Simpson, and you see that that's never going to be reported in the press because Simpson fed the press the entire Russiagate story. So yes, that's what I mean we're talking about it's not a media we're talking about a disinformation platform, information warfare, targeting not just Trump, but the American public. It's terrible. So the important thing is for people to get out there, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, uh, you know, read, uh, read to get real information. Uh, I, hope they'll, I hope they'll read my new book, uh, The Permanent Coup. I'm, I'm sure they're getting all the, the best and most important information from you, but if you're expecting ever to find it in The New York Times, The Washington Post, CNN, NBC, etc., it's not going to happen.
1: In the short two minutes we've got left, I'd like to ask you about foreign interference. The press is, okay. res, The press and the Democrats have resurrected this notion of foreign interference in our election. Yeah. And the big part of the story from the Russia hoax that has not received uh, sufficient coverage was the foreign interference – of the governments of the United Kingdom, of Italy, mm-hmm. and of Australia in the 2016 yeah. presidential election.
7: There were different officials who were involved. For instance, the uh, Australia's envoy to the United Kingdom, Alexander Downer, appears to have been involved. But I, it's unclear whether any foreign governments, certainly foreign officials, uh, current and former, were involved, whether this had sign off from from their governments it's unclear i mean since we talked about ukraine before we might as well uh remember that in 2016 there were many ukrainian officials who were actively going after donald trump and supporting hillary clinton including the ukrainian ambassador to the united states so yes there were certainly a lot of foreign officials involved is this going on now in 2020 this is certainly something for people to be looking for. Uh, if if foreigners are once again interfering to target Donald Trump, I'll tell you the biggest the biggest foreign interference in the 2020 election so far it's the coronavirus, right? The Chinese Communist Party. Uh, well, that was just is, that just happened yeah. to be
1: done coincidentally right here at the uh, in the uh, election season.
7: Right. I mean, I don't. You know, it's we'll we'll learn more over time. But the fact that they failed to warn anyone else around the world, the fact that they closed down internal travel from Wuhan while they let planes leave that were going abroad, they were essentially directing death outwards while protecting their own citizens, it's certainly worrisome. So whether it was intentional or not, that is certainly foreign interference in the U.S., not just the U.S. political system, but in every other country around the world that has been touched by COVID-19.
1: And you can't help but notice that the Democrats have uh, done a very excellent job of weaponizing this virus. Lee Smith is the author of the new book, The Permanent Coup, and it details where Russia hoax left off and the attempted, uh, 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 the deep state and Democrats' attempt hmm. to unseat this president and destroy his agenda takes up. Lee, thanks for coming on. Thanks so
7: much for, uh, for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye.
0: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.
4: China steals our jobs. Our technology sickens the world. Now, intelligence reports say China wants to get Joe Biden elected president. Why? Because Joe Biden spent decades coddling China, supporting bad trade deals that closed factories and shipped jobs overseas. As president, Biden would do more of the same. That's why China wants Biden to be president. If Biden wins, China wins. And America
7: loses. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message.
1: Yeah, the Democrats want you to elect Joe Biden because Donald Trump engaged in foreign interference in the election. The same Joe Biden who is bought and paid for by our biggest geopolitical foe in the world, communist China, that has been responsible for this virus that has wrecked our economy and killed tens of thousands of Americans and hundreds of thousands of people across the world. So this week, I've been bringing you the, uh, the background from the Democrat National Committee, and I've talked a lot about the, uh, the, the caucuses, uh, the, the meetings that you don't actually see in prime time that are taking place during the daytime hours there in Milwaukee. And last night, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, did a, a, a tour de force expose on this. Of course, he's got a big staff of producers that's able to monitor all of this. And you talk particularly about um, one, uh, one of these caucus goers at the Democrat National Committee that uh, was uh, very blatant about the party's intention of abolishing the police force.
5: But there's more because now it's time for some granular policy discussions, the details of how to run the country. Now, we've showed you in previous nights this week some of the DNC's platform. They want to get rid of a lot of the country's prisons, for example. They'd like to do away with bail for accused criminals. But that's just a start, just a little taste, a little appetizer before the main course. So for more, we're going to go to someone now called J-My. You should know that J-My's preferred pronouns are they, them. According to their biography at Wake Forest University, Jay Mai is, quote, a black Vietnamese transgender non-binary gender transcendent mermaid queen king currently living out their ever-evolving truths in Winston-Salem, end quote. Got it? Okay. Now listen to Jay Mai.
0: Why can't folks imagine a world without the cops? Why can't folks imagine a world uh, without prisons? Why can't people expand their communities? Imaginations to include community care, to include an abolitionist future. Um, And I'm talking about like for real, for real abolition, not just watered down DNC version of abolition. Um, We're talking about abolishing the police. We're talking about abolishing ICE. We're talking about abolishing prisons. Yeah,
5: we're talking about abolishing the police, abolishing ICE, abolishing all prisons. We're imagining a world like that. We're bringing it to you. You're starting to get some sense why they're not putting this stuff on TV. Democrats and their faithful lackeys, the media, have been telling you for weeks that none of this is real. You're imagining it. Democrats don't really want to take the cops away and leave you defenseless. Yes?
1: No, none of this is real from the mermaid queen king at uh, Wake Forest University. But it is real, and there are not peaceful protests. And it was not Trump that colluded with foreign governments. It was the Democrat Party themselves. So, uh, we're keeping track of this, uh, this brutal assault. I would call it an attempted murder, uh, out in Portland where, uh, this Antifa supporter named Keith love, uh, kicked, a a, a a victim in the head for trying to intervene in their abuse of another, um, transgender woman. I wanted to play you a little clip. You know, I can't show you video on this show of, of this brutal attack, but I can play you Keith's love, um, the audio from that, as he attacked attacked this victim who was sitting on the ground defenseless.
6: Thing, bro, come on now. Yeah, I, I know. Sit up. I know. <laughs> I ain't trying something? to hurt no one down there. What you mean you're not trying to hurt nobody, nigga? Was you was just shut the fuck up, nigga. You was fucking banging on the way for it, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. fuck I'm is you talking about? you here. Right yeah. here. Yeah. Bitch, fuck is you talking about? Yo, 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 fuck is you, you, fuck you about talking about? You weren't trying to hurt nobody, nigga. Fuck this nigga. Not you, Fuck this nigga, bro. I ain't trying to hurt nobody, nigga.
1: So the N-word is now um being used, and this is not the only example, against white people. White people are not allowed to utter the N-word, but uh, as Keith loves and, uh, and many of these other writers have demonstrated, that is now the new favorite terminology for anybody that, opp- that opposes their agenda. wonder how long uh, we ha- will allow uh, this new ascendant movement and the Black Lives Matter movement to, uh, to dictate our use of the language. I promised Donna that I would talk about the Operation Legend. Um, it is a, an effort by federal law enforcement to bolster um, arrests and, uh, and push back on crime in these Democrat-controlled cities. Kaylee McInerney uh, took to the podium uh, during yesterday's press briefing and offered an outline of Operation Legend.
7: General Barr announced some very uh, good new news. Um, Last week, of course, we learned that the um, suspected killer of Legend Talaferro was charged, which was very encouraging to see. Operation Legend was, of course, named after Legend Talaferro, the four-year-old boy who was shot and killed in his bed. Uh, This has been going on for six weeks. Um, There have been a 1,000 federal agents from FBI, DEA, uh, ATF, and U.S. Marshals working side-by-side with state and local authorities. Authorities.
1: Bill Barr announced yesterday they, made, they have made several hundred arrests. Many of uh, those arrests were for murder. The problem with this, of course, is the federal government doesn't have enough law enforcement officers to enforce the law in all of these Democrat cities. There's 15,000 total FBI agents, which is just a small fraction of, you know, uh, the police force in New York City alone. So, yes, it's an effort uh, it is exposing the Democrats' hypocrisy, but it will not be able to restore order as long as the Democrat mayors are bought into the Black Lives Matter agenda. That takes us to the end. I hope to come back here again tomorrow, right here on the Mojo 50 Radio Network.
4: When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful, because it's got available H track all wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit amazon.com slash hyundai, or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
0: This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question.